The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garam Perra columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with Kinkora Copper, trades under the code KCC, the company having re-domiciled from Canada a year or two ago to make the Macquarie Arc of New South Wales Lockman Fold Belt in central New South Wales its main focus where it's in the hunt for um, porphyries, uh, copper gold porphyries, gold uh, deposits, um, large-scale stuff. Uh, don't let the uh, current market cap worry you too much because uh, the company is at an interesting phase now, having refined its search. And to bring us up to speed on what the future looks like for the company's exploration program in the Macquarie Arc, we have John Holliday with us today. He's a non-executive director and chair of the technical committee. And John uh, is well known to the industry for being an expert in that part of the world for uh, the hunt for porphyries, having worked for Newcrest for a long time and be, was a co-discoverer of the Cadia mine or the Cadia operation, which of course is uh, not only one of Australia's biggest uh, gold mines, it's also one of the most profitable thanks to the copper credits that end up giving it a, a less than zero cost production per ounce. So... We've got a lot to talk about today, so we'll get on with it. Uh, welcome to the podcast, John. Yeah, thanks very much, Barry. Nice to be here. Now, there's a bit of a, a, a tale to tell here, John, in terms of how your exploration focus is now is being, uh, well, shifting a bit in the sense that you've designed this uh, potentially high-impact uh, next phase of drilling, which will test porphyry targets at shallower depths. Is that uh, is that the situation? Yeah, Barry, that's that's the concept. Up until now, we've been very focused on the Trundle project, which uh, we can come and talk a bit more about later. We got focused there on the southern exploration zone, which is quite deep, and it's got a lot of encouragement going for it there. But because of the depth and the cost of drilling and so on, we started going through our <laughs> budget pretty thoroughly, and we decided we'd have to stop that and when we looked at the rest of our portfolio, you know, we've got some pretty exciting big target projects there and uh, we want to move out and, and spread our expenditure, not put all our eggs in the one basket so much, so to speak, and uh, test some of these other target areas. Quite simply, we've got two very big mineralising systems that we've, we've been testing to some extent. One is Trundle, the other is Fairhome. We've also got some good conceptual targets on the northern Juni narrow mine belt of the Macquarie Arc, and, and that's our Ningen and Nevertire projects. And then we've always had in the back pocket uh, uh, the Condoblin project, which isn't a porphyry project, but it's in the Cobar Basin area. You know, those deposits are smaller, but some of them are very profitable, and there's a lot of mineralisation being found in recent last decade or so in, in that basin. In fact, it's been one of the one of the hotspots for exploration success in Australia. So we decided we should start testing Condoblin as well. Uh, I think you've uh, in the last uh, two years or so, I think there's been more than twenty five thousand metres drilled in that part of the world. 
And so you have a greater understanding of how to target these shallower porphyries? Oh, yeah, I think we've, we've, we've always had a good understanding. The thing at Trundle is that it's a very big mineralising system and there is perhaps one of the, maybe the largest SCARN mineralisation system in New South Wales and no one quantifies those things much but we know it's a very large SCARN system and that's driven by porphyry uh, intrusives. The aim is really to find a stockwork porphyry which has, you know, ore grade, much like North Parks or Cadia, rather than the, specifically the SCARN, but, but even at Cadia, the SCARNs are sort of verging on economic. So we, 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 we thought, well, we've got, we've really got the right indications. It's, it's, it's more than just smoke. It's really, you know, you're on the edge of the fire when you have those SCARNs around. So we, we just kept following up and, uh, we had three different target areas. Firstly, there was the shallower SCARN area when our first few holes got uh, quite good economic grades there. Um, in fact, I think that first first hole was, um, you know, 51 metres at 1.17 gold and 0.54% copper. So we followed up around that, but that, that didn't improve, unfortunately. But then we located deeper down some gold-only mineralisation and we followed that up with more holes and, and again, that sort of didn't quite get to the scale uh, we wanted. So then we went for a new target area to the south and found that uh, southern extension zone, which is really the best magnetite scan, and it is magnetite scan in relation to these porphyry systems that, that is the best indicator. The southern extension zone had the best magnetite scan anyone had seen at Trundle, so we followed that up with a range of holes, but yeah, that, that was quite deep and we're, we're sure there's some intrusive system nearby driving that, but uh, we haven't located it with our drilling right in the zone, but we think to the south of it, there's a, a target called Botfield and this is a big magnetic anomaly it's never had any deeper drill holes into it for some reason and, and uh, perhaps we should have drilled that sooner but it's shallower as well. It's got to either be uh, one of three things, either more bigger magnetite scan or uh, magnetite alteration related to a porphyry system or just a, a, in the worst case just a very magnetic intrusion. So that's one of our targets for the next phase of testing at, at Trundle. We've got another target area to the north of Trundle Park where we've done most of our drilling, which is uh, called Duns. And, you know, it's, it's very similar to what Trundle Park was when we started drilling there. There's a lot of near-surface anomalism in air core drilling. There's been a few deeper holes but not exceptionally deep and drilled right on the eastern edge. Uh, they were drilled by Newcrest and uh, the rest of it's never been looked at since the 90s. And we discovered that there's a fairly subtle but reasonably good IP anomaly there close to a deeper air core hole which had all grade gold hits in it. So We've got a new target zone there, which we think is, again, shallower than the southern extension zone, but a good porphyry target. And that Dunn's target and, and the Botfield target, our, our 
key new targets at, at Trundle that we plan to test. So when we talk about shallower depths, um, so what's the comparison with the, the deeper depths? Oh, well, yeah, I guess that's a good question. And, and of course, most of these deposits, you'd still be probably looking at, at bulk underground mining for them, but potentially open pit. Um, I think a shallow depth's anything down to, you know, five 500 metres uh, deep, really deep, you're getting down the 700 plus. Yeah, you can, you can see that it, it's quite... Uh, feasible to mine even at 500 metres depth if you've got a good target that that's the Cadia Ridgeway deposit was 500 metres below surface and the new deposits that they're mining at North Parks yeah are are relatively uh, you know they're not super deep but they're certainly not in open pitable range. Well yeah let's not forget some of the the more exciting discoveries in WA in recent times, um, things like Haviron, I think starts at 800 metres, and the BHP's Oak Dam in South Australia starts at 1,000 metres, I think. Yeah, that's right. And see, with Haviron, of course, uh, Newcrest has bulk underground mined at Telfer already, so with Telfer Deeps, so uh, they'll certainly should know what they're doing with that at Haviron. Which is which is quite deep, yeah. Now the beauty about uh, porphyry targets, of course, is the bulk potential. Just because they're shallower targets, they're not necessarily smaller than uh, the deeply buried porphyries. No, no, that's right. And you know, you can always open cut the top and bulk underground mine the rest. I think depending on the scale of the deposit and how far it goes down vertically, in the long run, uh, bulk underground mining probably proves to be the best option all round. It's just you've got much higher capital up front, but then your operating costs are really low. And, you know, in a, in a world where we're supposed to be getting away from using a lot of diesel and so on, I think probably use less of that underground than you do with dump trucks hauling up out of deep open pits. We've got BHP telling us that uh, copper price is set to take off around 2025 and it is of course bidding uh, 8.3 billion dollars for uh, Oz Minerals and I'm just wondering could you put the the Macquarie Arc, the Lachlan Fold Belt in context in terms of uh, ongoing prospectivity from here on? Uh, Yeah look I think the prospectivity is wonderful. In in Australia, if you're looking for copper, I guess you you sort of got to be in the Gawlerkrat on the Macquarie Arc or maybe the Mount Isa area for for you know that's where the big copper deposits are, and uh, the Macquarie Arc is relatively underexplored as you go northwards undercover, and uh, in some of these key other areas as well, there's lots of targets that have never been really properly followed up, so. A good example of, of that is um, our Fairhome project where previous air core drilling by Newcrest way back um, left a number of uh, spot single hole copper anomalies that had never been followed up. So recently Kinkora has done very small air core programs around some of these and two of them have come up to just be getting bigger and uh, bigger in aerial extent, quite anomalous bottom of hole copper values up over 0.1%. Um, and we need to expand our air core drilling around that to see if we can turn it into a, a quite sizable anomaly that uh, warrants putting a, a well targeted core hole into. Now, that's um, our driftway C and anomaly 2 targets. And you know, I can 
I can recall when certain parts of the Macquarie Arc, the original test work was quite equivalent to what those two targets are. So if you go to uh, the uh, Kingswood Mile area, which Magmatic's exploring at present, originally, you know, there were... The first air core holes there got nothing. Subsequent core holes came up with a few small anomalies. So these early stage anomalies can finish up turning into into very significant mineralization. And if you're targeting the right place, could turn into a nice porphyry deposit. So there are still targets like that, and Kincora has got got those two good ones in the Fairhome project. And at the Gateway Prospect in the Fairhome Project, we've got this very large, you know, which extends over 1.6 kilometres long, highly anomalous copper trend, which uh, is an unusual sort of mineralisation and it can't be pinned down as being definitely porphyry, but it could be something higher level above a porphyry and it warrants more drilling as well just to to ex- follow it as it extends in an open direction to the south because there's still potential that the grade could dramatically improve and you finish up with a quite nice deposit. So it, it, it's a good big target to project, that one as well. And John, you mentioned uh, Magmatic Resources uh, Corvette Discovery. Uh, I think it's about 60 kilometres north of the North Parks area. And, of course, we've had uh, Alcane come through with its 10 million ounce equivalent resource estimate for the Boda discovery. So the that whole area is uh, still producing results. Yeah, that's right. So like uh, Kingswood Corvette, very early stage still. You know, I'd compare that with Trundle or Fairhome, actually, probably very similar stage and equivalent level projects. Boda... I think will one day be mined. Uh, what they have so far is a bit low grade, but they've got a lot more drilling they can do there. And, and just the other day, they put out some really higher grade copper results from the Kaiser area. There is a lot of space there that they haven't drilled yet. <laughs> I've commented on that to them. When you've uh, got the space, I think at uh, North Parks, there's there's more than 20 porphyries being identified over time, some of which are obviously being mined. So when you get onto one of these systems that can be extensive. Yeah, it, it keeps uh, going on and on North Parks because uh, there's a lot of these uh, higher level porphyry apophyses with copper gold associated with them. And uh, over time, they find, you know, with the copper price improving, gold prices improving, and they've got all their infrastructure in place that they can move out and, and bulk underground mine these. So it, it just keeps going on and on. And that's... Uh, yeah, a pretty typical story for a lot of mines, but it shows it also applies with these bulk underground porphyry systems as well. And, you know, that's not far from our Trundle project. Geologically, Trundle is very similar to the whole North Parks area. And uh, in terms of extensive mineralisation, uh, apart from just around North Parks, you know, Trundle is the next best area in that part of the Macquarie Arc. The company obviously has a one of the more strategic land positions in the uh, the region. I mentioned the uh, modest market cap, but you do have, uh, I think, around $2.3 million to uh, get on with some drilling and obviously highly leveraged to uh, future exploration success. So just give investors a bit of a feel for 
how this uh, drilling pro- program will unfold? We'd put a whole program forward because we'd like to be sure we've got the money to do that program rather than just a little bit of it. And you know, I think I think that's a, a much better way to, to work than than just uh, hole by hole. Um, We've got an unfortunate situation at present where our market cap is ridiculously low. Uh, I think that's partly a result of, you know, the whole industry's been through this boom time where a lot of investment money got sucked unwisely into people floating moose pasture and and the people who, who put the money into that get burnt. And so then that affects the really serious explorers who've got top quality projects like Kinkora. The, the drilling program would unfold by testing those key targets at Trundle, Botfield and Duns, hopefully by following up the southern end of Fairhome, by doing more air core on those Driftway C and Anomaly 2 features at Fairhome. And then we've got two other drill holes planned on the northern extension of the Macquarie Arc and, and you know, that. To me, they're quite exciting projects because we're stepping out into places where people haven't actually explored before. That is where people make the big discoveries. You look at every new big discovery in Australia of recent times, the Chalice, the De Grey, and and Haviron even, or, or Winu in particular, people are going where people, where no one has looked before and that's why they find those things. You know, no one had really given the Pilbara a good bash for gold until they are now after Melina. So, you know, go north on Macquarie Arc, there'll definitely be another big copper gold porphyry there somewhere. Someone's got to find it. It might take decades, but we're going to have a go at it with our Ningen and Nevertire projects. Uh, we've got government co-funding to drill those projects, and so half our drilling costs will be covered by the government. And we've got a target in northern Ningen, which sits on a key northwest-southeast structural lineament, which is, uh, the, you know, all the big deposits pretty well sit on one of those lineaments, Cadia, Boda. Cal, Marsden, etc. So that's that's a good target. And in Nevertire, uh, drilling to the south has certainly indicated the right rocks and intrusions are there. And uh, we're off to the north in a part that no one's actually explored. But uh, you know, the next drill hole to the south had all the right intrusions, indications of anomalous copper and good porphyry alterations. So. That's a nice target as well. And then, uh, yeah, we've got Condoblin, which would come into the drilling program as well, where there's uh, old gold and base metal workings that have had a bit of shallow drilling around them in the past, Quite some quite nice all-grade intersections, but narrow, not, not enough tonnes to make a mine. But no one's followed that up for a long time. And... Uh, we're coming up with a plan to uh, follow up that. One, one idea is that the, uh, the structural orientation was misunderstood in the past and we're going to drill extending out from some of the previous Gunita sections on a different uh, orientation. Okay, so a full book of targets there. Um, is there a time frame of the likely start date of drilling or, and how long uh, you'll get, it will take to work through the, uh, these targets? 
Well, the plan is, you know, this is a 12-month-plus program and, uh, yeah, we'll start uh, as soon as we've, we're sort of fully ready. So mm. as long as we can get rigs onto the target areas, as we discussed earlier, the wet weather up here is making life hard for explorers. And mm. uh, in particular in our fair home area, it's, uh, it gets flooded very easily down there. But even, mm. at, even at Trundle, sometimes, you know, you, you just can't, uh, you're on, on private farming properties and you can't go and make too huge a mess it upsets the landholders and you've got to pay a lot to fix it all up. Yeah, But I, I think once the warmer weather comes, we'll be able to get on with it. Well, it'll be uh, certainly one of the most anticipated uh, programs uh, out there in the exploration world. Just to refresh a, as John uh, said, a ridiculously low market cap, highly leveraged to exploration success for the metals that the world wants, copper and gold, in the lock and fold belt. So, John, thanks for your time today. Good luck with it all. We'll be watching with interest. Okay, thanks very much, Barry. Yeah, looking forward to getting on with the program. Cheers.